We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Ah, ooh, yeah. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. I'm so glad to see your scruffy mug. (laughs) Hey, my wife trimmed the back of my hair. I don't even care today. It doesn't (laughs) even make any difference. I'm so tired of being in that house. Oh, man. Yes, as we mentioned the last video, you were in your two week quarantine from a trip abroad. Right. Um, But now you're here. Yes. Being. Being responsible. We're social distancing. We're not quite social distancing, but we're, we, we're close to it. We've washed hands. All that. Yeah. It's on everybody's mind. We might as well address it. Thing in the room. Yes. But it is good to have you back. Thank and you. And for us to kind of continue with our conversations despite all the other stuff. Sup, everybody. Going on around us. While you've been out, we've been posting a lot of different variety of videos and different things. And um, we may come back to some more about your trip to Israel. Um, A few questions come in on that sort of thing. But for now, we're going to get to some of the other questions that came in while you were gone. Sounds great. This week, if y'all want to go ahead and get turned there, it's going to be based out of 1 Timothy Mm -hmm. 3.15. 1 Timothy 3.15 is where we're going to go here in a second. But the question basically centered around who has the authority, like the authority to make decisions or tell the truth, that sort of thing. Is it the Word of God, the Bible, or is it the church itself? And so uh, I'll go ahead and read. I'll read it out of two different versions, and then you can do okay. it. This is the King James, and then I'll do it from the ESV. The King James, First Timothy 3.15 says, But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Now, I'll just read the second half of it from the ESV. But in 3.15 on the ESV, it says, instead of the pillar and ground, it says it is the pillar and buttress of truth. The ESV says that? Yeah. Now that's that's a little bit funny because, you know, the how oughtest thou to behave kind of cracked me up in well, that modern time. But now that's the King James. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So so really, uh, our questioner was, I think, really trying to get at uh, the idea of um, who is it that rules the lives of God's people? Is it the church? Mm-hmm. Or is it the Bible? Does the church have authority over the Bible, or does the Bible have authority over the church? Yeah. And uh, it's interesting that this passage should be brought up uh, in uh, seeming support of the idea that the church has the authority because every passage has a context. True. And in 1 Timothy chapters 2 and 3, the context is what's going on in the church among the people who lead the church. Mm-hmm. And if you go back just as far, for example, as uh, 1 Timothy chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, you'll notice that he's talking about what 
should be the characteristics of one who desires overseeing, mm-hmm. who desires to be an overseer. If a person desires this, he desires a noble task, a good work. Yeah. Uh, the work of overseeing souls is really the word that's translated overseeing means to take care of. Mm. Uh, like a, a shepherd uh, looks over the flock to make sure each sheep is okay and everything. It means to look after, to take care of. Is that, just as a side note, is it the same word overseer and shepherd or is it just a similar No, it's meaning? two different words. Okay. But in the context of shepherding, mm-hmm. the word looking over True. has to do with, with that. And in fact, there's a very uh, much related word in the New Testament which is translated in James to visit the fatherless and the widows. Hmm. And uh, it means to take care of the fatherless and the widows. Okay. So anyway, you'll notice the, the uh, characteristics of one who would take care of the flock. Mm-hmm. And the character of that person is supposed to be a pretty good character. Right. Even to the point, if you notice verse 7, that such a person has a good testimony from those people who are on the outside of the church. Right. So not only the people on the inside, but the outside really look up to that person because of their godly character. Hmm. Notice in verse 8, deacons likewise. Yeah. Well, likewise means likewise to the bishops or elders or overseers. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to be, and the, the word deacons likewise um, some translations translate it grave. If you really get into the meaning of this word, it means to be worthy of respect. Mm. And so what makes a person worthy of other people's respect in a spiritual context is if that person demonstrates that they're trying to live yeah. what God says to do. Right. They're, they're not just hypocritical. They're really trying to live out the truth of God. Right. So that's the same identical principle as in the case of the overseer. And then if you go down to verse 11, mm-hmm. our, our translations differ some in, in whether they translate it women or wives. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would uh, prefer and think it's the appropriate one to translate it women likewise. Mm. There were women who were regular servants of the church, like 1 Timothy 5 talks about those widows that were enrolled permanently as servants of the church. And the likewise means just like the deacons, just like the overseers. So we're seeing a pattern set up of people who are worthy of respect are following a certain They're following the teachings of Jesus and the apostles because that's what they're teaching. And so... The, the point here is that the lives of the people that are out front in the service of the church, those lives are supporting the truth that is taught by the church. Mm. Okay? The truth that is taught by the church is God's Word. If you read Timothy, you know, you, you have uh, numerous pl- places in First Timothy. For example, First Timothy chapter 4. Mm-hmm. And uh, go to verse uh, uh, 13 and then verse 15 and 16. Okay. So in 4.13 it says, Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. 
and then go ahead and read through. Uh, uh, 15 yeah. and 16. Uh, practice these things, devote yourselves to them so that they all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in it, for by doing so you will save both yourself and the hearers. All right, so you'll notice that Timothy is teaching the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Keep a watch on yourself and the teaching, Mm -hmm. because by doing this, you're going to save yourself and those that hear you. Well, the idea is that Timothy's going to exemplify, like the overseers, deacons, women, the teachings that he's teaching that are coming from God's word. Okay. And in doing so, he's going to support the truth that the church teaches. Hmm. Now, if, if you go back to the end of this uh, passage back in chapter 3, where we were just mm-hmm. a moment earlier, yeah. if you look at verse 13, now there's a, this is a little bit of a deeper look at this passage, but some translations say those that serve well as deacons. Mm-hmm. But the word diaconeo, doesn't have the little postscript as deacons on it. Hmm. Uh, I believe contextually that should be translated those who serve well, meaning hmm. like the overseers. As a servant sort of thing. Yeah, the overseers, yeah. the deacons, and the women, Okay, and whoever else is out front, those that serve well earn to themselves good standing and great confidence in the faith in Christ Jesus. Hmm. Well, you want those people who have good standing to be examples of the truth that we teach. Hmm. So he says in verse 14, I'm writing this stuff to you. Mm -hmm. What stuff? Well, the stuff about these public servants of the church and their character. uh, So that if I tarry long... You might know how men ought to conduct themselves. What, which people? Well, the All overseers. These. You see, if we're t- yeah. staying in the context. Uh, in the church of God, in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and support of the truth. The mm. point being, yeah. if their lives are not the way Jesus and the apostles taught, then they can't be supporting the truth. They end up being a contradiction to the mm. truth. And this continues in the next chapter. If you look at verse 11 and 12 with Timothy, mm-hmm. read that one for us. Uh, verse 11 and 12 of chapter 4, Command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Now see, isn't that exactly what chapter 3 is about, where mm-hmm. he says set the believers an example in those areas? Yeah. So the evangelist, even though he's not listed in the ones in... in over there, he comes over in. There, he, he comes in over here, mm. and the same exact principle is there. So that passage does not teach that the church has authority over the Bible. Quite the opposite. Mm. That passage teaches that the church is responsible to live out the principles of the Bible and thus support the truth I was going to say... Bible. I wonder if some of it is, in the original questioner, they sent a version that said it was the pillar and foundation, whereas when you read it and translate it, you translated it pillar and support. Mm-hmm. The ESV does a pillar and buttress, which is a weird term for most people. Well, but buttress it's, means it's to hold up. Yeah, it's yeah. a support for a building. Yeah, um, but you know what determines... There, there are all kinds of words that can possibly be used in translation. Mm-hmm. What determines which words a translator will pick for a particular passage? There's only one thing. Guess what it is? 
I was going to say the context. You are around. exactly right. <laughs> okay, I was going to. The say, only was... thing that can properly determine translation is the context, mm. and the context is the lives of these people, and how necessary it is that they live out the truth that Christianity teaches, which is what the Bible teaches. Mm. Now, let's think about this. Let's take it to the nth degree of the other argument. What if church officials begin to? Uh, overturn what Jesus and the apostles taught and begin to teach that things that scripture says are immoral are now acceptable. Hmm. For example, we can not only have, uh, uh, let's say, female priests Hmm. or female teachers, preachers, but we can have lesbian female preachers, teachers. Just to kind of push the envelope a little bit? A little bit further. Yeah. Well, then that is clearly a contradiction of what the apostles and so forth taught. But many of the things Hmm. that the Eastern and Western churches through their councils of bishops have have, uh, uh, concluded and written down in canon law are direct contradictions to what the Scripture says. Hmm. So instead of being a support of the truth... They've become contradictory to the Mm. truth, which is the opposite of what this passage teaches. Is is that, uh, they use different examples here, but is that that essentially what he's saying there at the start of chapter 4? Yes. Of how the Spirit expressly says in later times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to. Boom, boom. I'm not going to do this because you're unclean. (laughs) But if you were not unclean, I would say exactly, because you're letting the flow of thought continue in the passage instead Mm. of just trying to use this passage to your own ends. Yeah. Now, let's let's bring it down to our situation that we're in right now because out there, I mean, really who cares out there at this moment about some uh <laughs> some uh remote theological discussion. This really has a point for us today. Okay. You know, in this book and in books like 1 Peter and James, particularly in those books, there was there was a dire situation and Christians were called upon to live out their faith in the midst of a dire situation. Hmm. So we have an opportunity right here in, in what we're going through in this country and all over the world right now for Christians to step up and be Christians and be kind and be considerate hmm. and be helpful and be truthful and, and be supportive and uh, continue to teach the gospel so that we support the truth which the Bible teaches. This this passage can be greatly applicable in 1 Timothy 3 to you and I because mm. we might tend to get very selfish and we might tend to get very Darwinistic and if especially if things get really weird, you know, we might tend to even be cruel toward others. Mm. We need to be remembering that we're Christians and this is a time when if we really live out the love and the ethic and the kindness and the honesty and everything else of Christ, we can truly be a pillar and support of the truth that we claim to teach mm. in the good times. Yeah, it's like that verse 12. And like you say, he was sending, he was writing this directly to Timothy, but it, to anyone who's kind of being an example and a leader. You're talking about 412. Yes, 412. Sorry, <coughs> specify there. But talking about being the example in all that we do. In word, in manner yeah. of life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Right. So, so those are things that if we talk about 
the truth that is being taught by the scripture. And then it's not just a truth that we internalize, but we find a way to show it as, as a method of sharing. Um, you know? Think about a passage like 1 John 1 verse uh, 6. If, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in the darkness, listen to this last part. We lie and do not practice the truth. Mm-hmm. Practice the truth. Yeah. Truth is something we practice in our daily lives. It's not something that we just have abstract theological discussions about. Right. Well, and even the passage that I was reading with, with my boys last night, the Matthew 24, you know. Does that one still have like a, a, a sticking up at the back of his head? No, his mom cut his hair yesterday, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's like all the stuff there at the in chapter 24 and 25, and it kind of finalized point of Jesus going, look, this is, you know, come and enter into my rest. And they're like, but when did we see you? And he says, when you did all that stuff for anyone else, you were doing it for me. Amen. And so there's a lot of people out there right now that are having issues and they're having troubles. And, you know, it's maybe a different way to interact with them. But when we find those ways to live out the truth towards them. Right. Which means we're serving them. Right. We're serving Christ. Yeah. Yesterday, um, of course, this was a family member of my mother-in-law, but we, we took, we had our grandkids, and we we went to the nursing home, and you can't go in the nursing mm-hmm. home. Yeah. Yeah. But she stood on the other side of the glass, and we just all said hi and everything, yeah. and and of course she was protected, and we were protected. But we can do that. We're out walking. We can we can speak to people, ask how they're doing, ask if they need anything. Mm-hmm. If we're outside and they're, you know, plenty of distance away, and. Yeah. And uh, we can use our phones, as all of us are trying to do, and our Skypes and whatever else we do. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, this may seem like a left turn to people out there, but essentially when we come back to it, even in troubled times, we're not going to start our church, like the Broadway church here, may be giving instruction to its membership, but it's instruction in method and procedure but not in changing the truth. Absolutely. We have no authority to change the truth. Our charge is to live the truth and practice the truth. And so if we're all trusting in that the truth is from God's word, mm-hmm. doesn't matter where we may be sitting, we will still be grounding ourselves in that same truth. But when we get on the other side of Corona, yes, we're going to be getting together again and <clears throat> singing together. I hope so. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I maybe sure singing so. a tiny bit slower. And we're... <laughs> Never mind. Y'all have a great day out there. As he heckles me to the end. <laughs> we'll see y'all. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.